Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest team building podcast. All right. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Team Building Podcast. Normally, we would say with Jeff Cohn, but today, you might notice the voice is a little bit different. My name is Andy Cuny. I am the uh, success manager for Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group here in Omaha, Nebraska, and I'm also the lead coach for Elite Real Estate Systems. But I would like to introduce the much more interesting person on this podcast today, and her name is Megan Wise. Say hello, Megan. Hi, everybody. Perfect. So Megan, I'm very excited. I've actually tried to get you on this podcast a few different times and we've had to reschedule. So I'm very excited to have you on today. Um, I want you, uh, first of all, so that everyone understands and can get perspective on the answers uh, from the questions we're going to be asking you today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What do your numbers look like? Give us some of that kind of background. So I am in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I have a team right now that consists of six realtors and a full-time executive admin. Our average sale price is a little bit higher than the average in our city. City average is around $250,000. We are a little bit more than that. Last year, we closed 183 units, and we're on track to surpass that this year. We'll be in the low 200s, most likely. Overall sales volume last year was about $43 million and we'll be beyond $50 million this year. Very nice. Okay, so um, somebody looks at those numbers and they're like, oh, wow, those are kick-ass numbers, right? Those are really good. You're over 200. You're going to be over 200 units. You're going to be over $50 million. You got yes. six agents. Everything's cool. Um, what did your team um, – you said you had one admin and six agents. Does that six agents include you? No, it does not. Okay. And of those 200 units that you're going to do this year, how many of those will be from your personal production? Probably around 75. About 75 of those will be yours. Okay. So about 75 yours and 125 from your agents. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So six agents, 125. So they're averaging all right around, I don't know, 20 and a quarter units. That's pretty cool. That's really good. Yeah. We're awesome. awesome. Yeah, it is. It's really good, especially when the national average is like nine, right? So obviously yeah. you're bringing value to your agents or you're recruiting very high level agents. I'm sure it's probably- There you go. Right? Yeah. So, okay. So um, now that was this year's production we talked about. And last year you said you did 186. Of those 186-ish that you said you did last year, mm-hmm. how many of those were your production? Probably about the same numbers. I think I was in the 80s, like 83. Okay, perfect. So you were about the same, but obviously you're- team is growing. When did you start a real estate team? So like most people, I started a team where you're like, oh, I kind of like you and I need some help when I go on vacation. (laughs) That's how my team started. And I know that that's not the best way. So I'm happy that I kind of backpedaled a little bit to retrain my team on their organization style. So I did start with just a full-time admin who was working a little bit of real estate on the side and then adding a buyer's agent to help and that was the formation of our team until I got the chance to meet ERS and you, Jeff, to create kind of what it looks like to actually have a team that's well-oiled and works more in, I guess, more compatible to growing rather than just like helping each other out because we're on vacation. 
Right. Got you. Okay. So it's actually a business, right? Instead of just kind of uh, what Jeff likes to call the community team. Yes, correct. Perfect. Okay. So I have some questions and I think we met, what was it like two years ago at, was it San Antonio? Or yes. Phoenix? San Antonio. Uh, Texas. <laughs> okay. Perfect. It was San Antonio at the <laughs> National Conference for uh, Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. And at that time, so now you hired a um, full-time assistant, right? Transaction coordinator, kind of a, probably a do everything for you. Yes. She's amazing. She does everything. Yep. We hear that over and over, finding that amazing person. Um, And you're doing, well, you're doing about 80 some units. Yeah. And we typically find how many units were you doing when you hired that person? Because that's the biggest question. Everybody's like, well, how many, how, how many units should I be doing before I hire my transaction coordinator? Well, I, I'm more like, don't do what I did because mm-hmm. I did, I did it wrong. And I was doing, you know, 80 to a hundred units year after year after year with a part-time admin or no admin. Right. And I was working with this part-time admin and she realized that I was drowning and she came to me and said, Hey, I really, let's do this. Like, I want to work just for you. You know, I can really help you take some of this off your plate. And she was a go-getter and I, I loved working with her in the part-time capacity. So brought her on full-time and it really alleviated a lot of time and energy. And I wasn't working on my laptop late at night anymore. She was doing all that emails and processing stuff during the day for me. And it was a huge burden lifted. And I wish I had done it five years ago. Right. Perfect. And we always tell people, I mean, even and just to give everybody uh, Jeff's experience with that, right, to parallel it, is he was doing, I think, like 70 or 80 units just like you right? Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't have quite the price point that you do, but he was doing those unit, or those types of units just like you. And he got to that point where he took a hit and, and he was, uh, I think after his very first year, he decided, uh, he, I think he made $90,000 his first year, right? In real estate. And then what he decided to do was take a third of that and hire a transaction coordinator right out of the gate. He's like, nope. Cause he's a firm believer of what's your best dollar per hour, right? Activity. Right. And for someone like you, we need you meeting with clients. We need you writing contracts, negotiating deals. Boom, 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 down. And then the other nice thing I like is that when you found talent, you pounced on it, right? Correct. I typically do that. So (laughs) I I like putting aces in their places. And I mean, going back to your question about the admin, I think that if you're at 30 units or more, you should probably have somebody right at 30 units just to be be able to offset and have a better work-life balance and then go out and prospect and and find those clients in the off-season. And and I love that you threw that in there. Go find the clients or go prospect, right? So if I'm going to pay somebody... Right, it, and we'll go through these numbers real quick. If you're working, uh, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year, working forty hours a week, you're worth fifty dollars an hour, right? right. Easy numbers, okay. Well, if I'm worth fifty dollars an hour, and I can find somebody for fifteen dollars an hour to start offboarding some of these uh, transactional um, pieces with, then right, it makes sense for me. Only if I replace that time with fifty dollars yes. an hour work, and that's Correct. what we see a lot of times. People don't do that. And that's one of the biggest frustrations or I guess misses or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Dysfunctions. There we go. One of the biggest dysfunctions that we see people do is they're like, yes, I'm making enough money where I can pay an admin offboard this. And then that's it, right? They just take that time to free themselves up. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing though that we see, right? Because it's always a, I love that you threw in work-life balance as well. The other thing is, well, great. They're getting the balance, but then they're tailing off from the work part, right? right? And so they're not producing or they just keep working and they don't take any of that to start having that work-life balance. Like where you said, you don't have to work so late at night, all those types of things. Mm-hmm. And then you get burnout. Right. Yes. So I love, okay. So now next thing that I want to ask you, we talked about what your first hire was. 
Um, how did you find your first buyer's agent? Well, that was a realtor that I was working a transaction with and he wasn't happy. And he came to me and talked to me about what does Berkshire Hathaway look like? And, you know, do you have any room on your team? Mm -hmm. And I was a little hesitant because I didn't know what to do with these people who want to come work with me. Right. Um, and that's kind of, again, where ERS kind of came in to help and show me how, how to handle when you want to hire and how to hire these people. But he came to me and asked if there was room and I was growing and I figured, well, there's got to be space. So it organically came came about that he was going to be my buyer's agent. Okay, very cool. And is that person still on your team? Yes. Perfect. Okay. So, and obviously probably doing around 20 and a quarter units a year. <laughs> as we <laughs> the numbers. Yes. And now you're up from that one agent all the way up to six wow. agents in about the last 12 months. Does that sound about right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then how are you finding these other agents? We've had just people come to us asking me to be on the team and how does that look? And I've been very selective on who I want to add to that team because it, it feels to me like a really big responsibility and I take it seriously. Mm -hmm. And so I, it's not just like throw as many warm bodies to mash together and, and hope they sell because to me, I have an invested interest in them. Not that they make money, but more that they're happy because I don't want to feel like anyone's unhappy with my work. And so I want to make sure I want to work with them. I want to talk to them almost daily or I want to see them in the meetings. And so I was selective. I had a couple teams that disbanded and a couple people came to me and asked me to be on the team. And it was really difficult hurting people's feelings and only choosing one. Um, but I did because I felt at that time I could only handle one new hire mm -hmm. um, during the spring season this year. So, but most of the times uh, it's people coming to me realizing that our team had value and was very somewhat in exclusive in terms of what are they doing? Why are they doing that? I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. um, and so that, that kind of just naturally had people come and ask me to be on the team. So just being selective then when you have those people coming to you. Okay. And I, and I, and you won't say it, but I will, right. Is a lot of the reasons you have people coming to you, right. Is because you're a high producer. Yes first and foremost, and people want to be like you. You're successful, right? And getting to know you a little bit over the last year and a half, right, is you are a good person. Just like your answer right there, you just said, you know what I mean? I have a vested interest yeah. in these people. I'm not going to take somebody on because now their their success is on my shoulders, right? Correct. Yeah. So, thanks, Andy. I yeah. try to be a good person, but... <laughs> Sometimes, I right? I try. It doesn't happen all the time. Right? But at okay. the end of the day, we're, we're good to the core, yeah. Right? But it's true. And people... Yeah people see that, right? right. You talked about, oh, I did, I, hurting somebody's feelings. We just on our last uh, coaching call on Thursday, we had somebody who um, said it really hurt, but she had to let somebody go on her team who was an actual really good friend of hers, right? Yeah. A couple weeks ago, since then, people, the other members of the team have come in and been like, thank you so much. And everybody's now in the office and you know what I mean? Because this person was just a bad, you know, giving bad juju for the team. And yeah. like, we, wanna be, we don't want to be around that. And they saw how hard that was for her, but now how serious she was about running a business. Correct. You have to take emotions out of it, even though there are, it is emotional. We work with people mm -hmm. daily, but you have yep. to realize that not always your friends are make the best teammates and you have to remove, you have to remove the disease if, if there is one. Exactly. And I tell you what, my uh, perfect example of that is my wife has had multiple friends decide to oh, yeah. license, right? Oh, and yeah. I have absolutely steered them to teams who I think might be good fits for them, right? None of them were my yes. team. I get but texts I just, for coffees and talks for joining teams constantly, and I try yeah. to help as much as I can. But unless somebody, um, I just see an amazing potential in somebody, it's just not going to be a, a right fit for our team. 
because it's not worth it. It is absolutely no. not worth it. Nope, I love it. And I love that, uh, and I, I want people to understand that because we hear, we see this all the time with teams across the country, um, you know, not only just masterminding and through our workshops, but even through our coaching program uh, more so is once they start to join a team, they stop with, they stop focusing so much on their own production, right? And right. I say to somebody and I'm like, I go, if you want someone to join your team, right, you've got to be successful to begin with, right? You've right. got to, and, and they always say, this is the other thing too. Um, and this speaks to it more than any, any, anybody else trumpeting it for you is people, if, if somebody complains that, oh, the agents that, um, I can't find any good agents or the agents on my team suck, right? And there's probably <laughs> yeah. like a thousand people right now who are like nodding their head while listening to this is look in the mirror because that's what you're attracting, right? Yes. So if somebody's sitting there and like, oh, the only agents who I can ever talk to suck and, and my agents that are on my team are lazy. Well, now you turn around and look at Megan the agents that she's attracting, right, are awesome. And the ones on her team are all producing. What's the difference there, right? And that all goes, and I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but I'm, it all comes back to extreme ownership, right? Yes. If you want to fix it, then fix it. If you don't, then keep doing what yeah. you're doing. I agree. And I think as the, we, you touched on production, like not all the realtors on my team want to be mega producers. They don't want to have 30 deals. They're happy with maybe 15 transactions and being steady. And that is perfectly great for them. And that's all I'm happy about. If they're happy, they're producing and they're engaged, that's what's important to me. Yep. I love that you, you brought that up because we talk about that in our goal setting, right? Is uh, we, we hear a lot of team leaders, they're like, yeah, you know what? Um, I need my agents to do 40 units each because my goal is 400 units. And we're sitting right. there, what about your agent's goals? And they're like, well, their goals are my goals. It's the other way around. Their goals are your goals, right? And so I love that you said that because what if somebody wants to come in, sell 15 houses, make 60 grand? That's yeah, it, right? That's There's great. absolutely nothing wrong with that. Nope, not my butt. As long as they're, they're, they show up and, and work hard, whatever their goal is, I'm happy to help them get there. And as long as they're doing it in the right way and they're, they're being good to their clients and using my name and my brand in the right way. There you go. I love it. Perfect. So you, it sounds like you have your priorities straight, which I love. We have some people who just come on in. If you can walk, talk, or was it walk and chew bubble gum at the same time and you got a license? Breathe on a mirror. You get breath on a mirror. There you go. If you can fog a mirror, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So a couple things here. Um, let's get into a couple of um, nuts and bolts. Do you have um, any MSA partners? Or I do. I have an MSA partner with one lender right now okay. and a home warranty company. And a home warranty company. And title. what percentage of your marketing costs get offset by your MSAs? You're going to like this number. Yes. <laughs> 100%. 100%. I love it. It is my favorite. That's yes. awesome. I love it. Okay, so that's amazing. And, and I want people to understand this, not just about, oh, yeah, now Megan gets to put money in her pocket, right? Well, this no. allows Megan to turn around and offer more value to her agents when it comes to being able to earn higher splits, being able to invest yes. money in technology, right? Hire yes. admin to help them, all of those types of things. Correct. So I love it. What you look like you're about ready to say something there. No, I always no. have something to say though. <laughs> of course you do. Okay. <laughs> what about broker fees? You said yes to MSAs. What about broker fees? So that is in the works mm -hmm. and that's something that I've drug my feet on. And that's one of the, flaws in our business right now we haven't enacted but it it's actually on my running to-do list right here nice can't see the rest but it's actually number two on my list uh, we're gonna get i don't want to tell you okay <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm about to kill you um 
I think, and I like you too much, and I'm a good person, so I can't kill you. Well, thank you. I, you're welcome. The broker fee is going to, we're working on that. Uh, my principal broker is talking to the Indiana Department of Insurance. I'm getting mm-hmm. a little bit of pushback from my principal broker. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm going to push back on that. Sure. So we're, we're in the middle of pushing one another, but mm-hmm. I'll win. And it will be, uh, it will be on my contracts very soon. And, and what we're going to do with that money is to hire another team admin to help my team in their needs for marketing and transaction coordination. Perfect. So that your clients or your agents can be available for their clients to make sure yes. that they're on top of it. I love it. That's perfect. That is one thing. And everybody's always like, oh, I don't know if I'm adding value, right? To my clients and I'm charging this to them. Mm-hmm. It all comes back to you need to be adding value to your agents. Allow your agents to then have the time to add value to their clients. So, yeah, and I think it's important to have a streamlined process. If you're, I want everyone, every client for the wise team to feel they're getting the exact same, um, experience from start to finish. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. Real quick. I want to just a couple more things here. A couple more questions before we cut it off. Best thing. Well, no, we want to end on something nice. Biggest struggle (laughs) in the last 12 months. I think the biggest struggle would just be seeing so many opportunities to grow and then just making sure you slow down and do it the right way. And then I'm in the, I'm in the mindset. I want it done correctly. And so mm-hmm. then sometimes I get a little, um, I stall out because I don't want to do it wrong. Mm-hmm. So then I just maybe don't do it at all. And so trying to figure out what to do first and going slow. And one, you told me a long time ago, and you, I'm sure you tell everybody this, Uh-oh. but you told me a long time ago and it really stuck with me as you said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And so I want to focus on one or two things, just like when we all go to conferences and networking events, you take away one or two things and try to apply. And then the following year do the same. And that's how you're going to grow slowly and, and in the right way. It's just like trying to lose weight. You didn't like gain 50 pounds in a month. So you're not going to lose 50 pounds in a month. Right. You just got to yep. keep with yourself. I love it. And it's true. It's true. And people, a lot of times we blame our agents for doing this, right? Well, I didn't see results in 30 days doing circle prospecting or whatever right. it is, right? So I'm just not going to do it anymore. It doesn't work. Well, we have that same thing when we're trying to grow our business, right? Well, I tried yeah. this once and it didn't work, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. Yep. No, I love that you said that. Now we'll, we'll end on something that's a little bit more fun. What okay. has been your biggest success or the thing that you've done that has aided your business in growing the most in the last 12 months? You know, I'm going to be really corny here and tell you our oh, biggest boy. success <laughs> is... We'll this part out. <laughs> oh, I, oh, no. Let's hear it. What do you got? We, I mean, it's not about the numbers. I mean, we're, we're partnered with and, and being the number one team in the state of Indiana is a big mm-hmm. deal. And that's really fun for us to stay and, mm-hmm. and provide that kind of experience and expertise to our clients. But at the end of the day, it's like the culture we've created is just like... It's really cool to see us grow as a, you know, a two person team into this larger group with seven Mm -hmm. and just how much fun we've, we've had along the way. And I know that's dorky, but it's more of like having, you know, having these weekly meetings that we weren't having before having one-on-ones where you're actually getting in touch with like, Oh, you want to get a new car? Okay. Well, how are we going to get there? Or like, Oh, are we going to have a team party at your house? We never did that before. Let's do that. Just like kind of deciding what our culture is going to be and then having fun, like doing it and and realizing we all are kind of in it from the ground up. And I think it gives my team along with myself, like some buy-in because we're a young team and we're figuring it out along the way together. Well, I love the fact now too, it's, it's, 
at the beginning when you have two people, you're like, I don't even know what my culture is. Right. Right. And right. That's the one thing is I don't, and I want people when they go to these national conferences or workshops and so informational, right? There's so many good ones right. out there, but then you look at it and you're like, we have to have our culture just like them, right? We exactly. have to, and that is not true, right? No. Everybody's, we have some people like, uh, you know what? We run in their culture. They come in. Everybody's got a circle prospect for three hours every morning, yes. right? Other ones are like, hey, you know what? Everybody just chills out and we hang and you know what I mean? And it's, we're all best yeah. friends and nobody cares, you know, who's in the office and who isn't. And then you have a bunch of hybrids all over the board. Yeah. All of them are good. Right. I think it's all okay. You have to buy into your culture and believe it so that you're attracting the right type of people. Because now, Megan, I'm sure you know when somebody comes up and you see talent, you now know what your culture is so you know if they're going to be a good fit or not. Yeah, I had someone that wanted to join our team and she was offended by cuss words. That doesn't work for us. <laughs> right. um, so she was a top producer or could have been a top producer, but we just know that wouldn't have been a great fit because we're not going to try to curb our, our language for anybody else. We're going to be who we are and yep. that's who we are. So, I mean, it, 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 that's, that's how serious I take it, uh, the culture part of it. Good. And not, not only is it good for you, I think your agents appreciate it as well. Yeah, we all want to cuss a little bit at meetings. <laughs> But, <laughs> who doesn't? Honestly, who doesn't want to wake up and then want to go to the office though? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah is, exactly. If you can take away that hurdle right there, that's half the battle. Uh, one thing I wanted yeah. to say um, that I didn't at the very beginning, because of course, again, you didn't toot your own horn, which is odd, but it is odd. <laughs> is you are last year, first of all, you're the number one Berkshire Hathaway team in the state of Indiana. Correct. And number one. Number one. Yep. And you were number 11 for Berkshire Hathaway in the country last year. Yes, for units. For units. And now this year, you've creeped into the top 10, I believe, and we now you're number top. nine. We're, we're creeped at number nine. Nice. I'm coming after you. Nice. Number yes, nine. you are. Absolutely. I would love nothing better than to see you guys at number two on the stage. Oh, <laughs> hey, it's a marathon, not a sprint. That's right. You got about like three or four years to catch us. It'll be fine. Maybe one. <laughs> I like it. So now you're going to sprint. I love it. Perfect. Well, Megan, how, if somebody wants to reach out and mastermind with you, how do they get a hold of you? Oh, they should totally just Facebook, Instagram, face text, anything. But, um, I we're on Facebook as Megan Tucker wise as my personal Facebook and our business page is the wise team realtors mm -hmm. and on Instagram it's wise team. So just also hashtag wise moves. If you follow us, wise moves is a fun play on our kind of our, our motto is making a wise move in terms of having fun and, and selling real estate. So definitely come check us out. And if you have any questions, I love masterminding. I love running things by other team leaders. Um, I'm definitely a lifelong learner and always will be. And I think that's how you're going to grow. So if anybody has some suggestions, let me know. And I'm happy to help anybody as well. Perfect. I love it. Thank you. We appreciate that, Megan. And I'm sure that some people will be reaching out to you because they're going to want to chat. Um, so um, Meg, it, what, say the website again. So let me ask my lovely assistant. <laughs> we're, I think we're, we're wise. We're, we're wise realty group on Instagram. Wise realty group. Okay. Or you, I know you're old, but you can search hashtag wise wow. moves. <laughs> what? Wise moves. Got it. Uh, and on Facebook is Megan Tucker Wise. Definitely shoot me a, a Facebook messenger. We become friends and um, more the merrier. Definitely Perfect. love to network. Cool. Thank you, Megan, so much for uh, taking some time out of your busy day to chat with us. Um, and I really appreciate it. And we will talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, Andy. Bye.